0: Hey there, I just wanted to step in real quick just to say that this is actually going to be a two part episode. Uh, part one is our, our review talking about the calamity that was the first. And then uh, part two is going to be all the magical experiences plus our feedback and reviews from the shows uh, now that we've actually had a chance to see Harmonious. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this part one. Uh, this is probably the, the most negative episode we've had so far. It was also a lot of fun to talk about and uh, give some insights on. Again, the calamity and the clusterfuck that was the uh, 1st of October and the 50th anniversary, day one, per se. So that being said, I'm not going to ramble anymore. Hope you enjoy this episode talking about the 50th anniversary. We hope you are well, and we will be back very soon with part two.
1: Hello and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts, Julie and Jason,
0: and we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food, and so much more.
1: So strap on your ears, grab a churro, and enjoy today's episode of F Yeah -Yeah Disney. Disney. Hey, hey, what's crackin' all you space cadets and jive turkeys out there? We are taking this episode to the max. We are stoked to share the fab, skinny, and the lowdown on all the groovy threads, freaky deaky fights, and good vibes from Disney World's 50th celebration. We had a radical time watching Bogarts go bananas over the new merch. We also got our groove on with the new cavalcades and enjoyed some jive talking with all the other dorks waiting for enchantment. We'll tell you how we want to stick it to the man, a.k.a. Bob Paycheck. Whether we gave enchantment a hairy eyeball or thought it was off the hook. And if we were bugging out about anything. We'll let you know if anything made us say Jeepers Creepers. Get ready to boogie down, because we ain't just woofing. Catch you on the flip side. Can you dig it? I am sound as a pound, but what it is, my man, my man... Do me a solid and let us know if you are copacetic.
0: I don't even know where to go from there. I think someone just uh, had fun with the, the, the thesaurus.
1: I literally searched <laughs> 70s slang. No, I think I, I I actually, like an old lady, I searched lingo from the 70s. Oh I had way too much
0: fun with that. Holy shit. If you was... would like
1: me to translate that into English, I can but I think you got the gist.
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah. So uh, I'm doing pretty. I'm doing pretty good. Jive turkey. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely made sense, and I hope. Uh, <laughs> I had to
1: throw it back to the '70s since we're celebrating the 50th anniversary. You yeah, know,
0: I can appreciate that. Wish we would have worn our platform shoes and our afros.
1: <laughs> Which we wore our afros.
0: Yeah, because we would have had to wear wigs. But well, yeah, so we're recording this on October 6th, 2021, and uh, just six days removed, I guess five days Nine, five
1: days removed.
0: Yeah, how about that? And uh, Julie and I have both experienced it uh, from two different perspectives, and we're going to be covering that in the second half of this episode. But the first half, uh, we're basically going to be talking about the clusterfuck of what was the 50th. Um, I know the majority of people that went to this uh, experience had a pretty magical day, but there was also some... Uh, Just some things that went haywire, including some people that went haywire.
1: (laughs) It's very interesting. Okay, so I had lots of feels and emotions and thoughts during the day. I mean, during the whole thing. It was just, it was very interesting experience. Once in a lifetime, amazing. So glad I was able to be a part of it sort of experience but it just it rubbed me the wrong way how many people were a complaining b fighting like children not even children fighting like primates and just being like greedy sons of bitches mm-hmm. i forgot i can swear on this podcast yeah
0: you can swear on this one <laughs> say fucking bastards so i think what we should do is back up a bit though and start at the very beginning of the day That started at at the very
1: beginning, which is the song you
0: totally skipped on our way to Disney the other day, which makes me so upset. So, if I am correct, the buses started to run around 4 a.m. Uh, to for resort guests because they had early access. Like
1: four, four thirty-ish was yeah. about the time.
0: I know that uh, they were allowing uh, guests to start lining up at four thirty a.m. Did they
1: do that for like the forty-fifth and the forty? No, they haven't
0: never done this before, except okay. for like the opening of a of a new park or a land, like you know, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it, for me, but
1: even it, then, it wasn't even that early for Galaxy's Edge.
0: No, it wasn't that early. But so here's the here's my thing. I haven't. I haven't the utmost appreciation for that type of Disney nerd lover of all things Disney because they're willing that type
1: of Disney reseller. <coughs>
0: no, but that's the thing though is that these. I I think the majority of these people are actually the hardcore Disney fans because they weren't opening the stores until a certain time of day. Everybody that got there that early, listen, just let me continue. So everybody got in at 6:30 a.m. They opened the doors. Everybody that was there ran to the stage because. They have this new morning show that they're starting, and I think a lot of the people also thought maybe Christina Aguilera was going to come out, and they'd be able to see, see her fake eyelashes because they're so close to the stage. But there were also the resellers, and which is an issue.
1: That's why when I got there at 1230, there was plenty of parking, and I parked in second row of Simba. Nice. I have pictures. I'll, we'll post them yeah. of like the empty parking lot.
0: I don't know what that means, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Because the majority of the guests that were there were staying on property. There was, I would, I would probably say, if I was to guess, eighty percent of the guests that were in the park that day were probably in town from the fiftieth. If you think about how far out reservations had to get made, I'm
1: interested to know, so like when the hotels are booked at capacity,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how many people is that? Because obviously, not everybody got Magic Kingdom reservations, so, so did, not everybody was we there. We did the episode on,
0: on the Disney transportation, and I thought at some point in time we had mentioned. What the capacity was. I want to say it's like like 85,000 yeah, people so or something that Yeah, so that's about nature. the
1: capacity of Magic Kingdom. Because we talked about that during the like COVID episodes. Because right. we talked about like Japan and mm-hmm. Tokyo and things like so that. So from
0: what I understand, Disney only allowed the capacity to be 50%. There's no fucking way. And here's how I can prove it. That capacity was only 50%. Here's how I can prove it. Because when everybody started lining up at 7.30 p.m., Every land was completely empty.
1: But isn't that, that how it is for New Year's, New Year's Eve and things like that?
0: No. The whole park is packed for New Year's Eve. I mean, you're talking about people elbow to elbow from Tomorrowland into the hub and over into Adventureland.
1: And people were talking about how they were able to ride all of the rides with zero weight because yeah, like, everybody was focused stay on merch.
0: Yeah, like, stay on frickin' Space Mountain. Go on it five times in a row if you want, kind of shit. So... Th- and, but, that
1: makes sense. I mean, I think it was definitely more than 50%, Well, the thing but is it probably was a Disney, wasn't Disney capacity just said, capacity.
0: Well, they just said that they're going to raise it to 60%. They're, that's, they're starting to now increase the capacity to 60%, which makes you wonder by, this is completely off topic, but by New Year's Eve, if they're actually going to have a New Year's Eve event this year, potentially. They're not doing any Christmas party except for the after hours bullshit.
1: Well, I think this was also a good starting point to see if they could... Mm-hmm do some sort of something i don't think it'll be at 100 capacity no yeah but with reservations they can cut it off at a certain amount so
0: yeah yeah i so. remember
1: getting married i remember how traffic was if traffic was that bad no thank you
0: mm-hmm. and that was just near disney springs
1: well that was getting through
0: yeah, uh, yeah you yeah, know that's true because we were at uh, the coronado yeah but uh yeah so the the so park officially opened at 8 a.m. And that was for those that were resort staying guests and specific resorts that allow early access. And that means that the Emporium and all of our shops opened up. Every store, the parks, the rides, all that stuff opened up 8 a.m. And the longest lines were for the popcorn buckets, the sippers, and the Emporium.
1: So I don't know if that's right because...
0: Was it 8 a.m. for everybody?
1: No, I'm pretty sure that things were sold out before 8 a.m. even hit.
0: I don't know, because our cast had to be at work at 7.30. But you could be right.
1: I know they started Virtual queue for Big Top before that.
0: Right, and that's where all the super limited... That was where the limited...
1: That was where the day of stuff was. And by, I think it was something ridiculous, like 10.30, completely booked for the entire day. At 9 o'clock at night, there were still 387 parties ahead of us, which we couldn't get in, but I tried anyway, because why not? who were still waiting to get in at nine o'clock. So I don't even know if everybody got there. Crazy. And at like four, there was a poor little man standing outside being like, all right, this is sold out. This is sold. This is sold out. These are the few things we still have left. It was, it was crazy.
0: Yeah. It's uh yeah, we'll talk about it in the second half my experience and what I saw, you know, firsthand at in our location, because I got to work Main Street. But that being said, the majority of the merchandise that was released for this Special 50th anniversary is merchandise that is going to be around for the next 18 months. It's also merchandise that they were selling at Epcot. So anybody could have just gone over to the new... Uh, what the hell is this store called? It's such a bad name. I can't even remember the fucking thing. Which one? The new Creations? Yes. God. some of this, I, I don't know about you listening to this, but some of these... This is just driving me crazy. Like, on a completely different side note tangent, did you hear how the Guardians of the Galaxy is now part of the World Showcase Pavilion? Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the Xandar Pavilion now. (laughs) Uh, I
1: really fucking hope that we get some sort of... I mean, okay, but...
0: uh, Let's just keep moving forward. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Because we'll talk about all the new stuff coming to the 50th on the next episode.
1: What's happening with the uh, Bodies in Motion Pavilion? dome thing
0: yeah the new play the play pavilion
1: right play that's what's happening there okay yeah. cool yeah is that on xandar
0: right maybe okay so kind of but anyways wait hold on yeah so julie's looking up while you're looking that there up? was the
1: virtual <coughs> queue at the um big top it says here and i quote Inside the magic.net before 8 a.m. on Friday, October 1st, 2021, an altercation broke out in one of Magic Kingdom's gift shops over merchandise, causing quite an unwanted ruckus.
0: A ruckus.
1: So they opened before 8.
0: Yeah, I, I guess so. I, guess I mean, I at 9
1: to- o'clock when I was at Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. people were talking about how they already had a multitude of items on eBay selling for donkulous
0: prices yeah like assholes selling park maps for 150 dollars
1: okay and i thought that was ridiculous because i'm thinking like the maps that we normally get and then i saw one and was like oh, okay i get it yeah. also i don't but it was like literally specific for yeah the first like our, it wasn't our telecaster it wasn't gone. like the 50th anniversary one that's you know yeah well yeah because you had the telecast specifically for the first mm-hmm. and then others
0: and with all that being said, too, uh, so beautiful. stay tuned for our next episode, because we have a announcement about some uh, fun th- things we're going to be doing, because we have been collecting a lot of things for y'all, and we're excited to start giving it to you, and, and we're going to really, be talking about that it's next so episode. so hard
1: to part with all of these, yes. all the things.
0: Well, Julie has we a, have
1: actually a lot of stuff from 2020, too, yeah. that uh, we haven't had a chance to yeah. give away. And Julie uh,
0: has a ton of shit that I'm going to be giving away, so stay tuned, folks. <laughs>
1: Some dirty underwear, uh, left sock.
0: A fucking trailer full of Funko Pops and books. No.
1: The trailer parks, I mean the trailer parks stay. Yeah, it feels like I live in a limited the trailer The books, park. and shut up. The, <laughs> the books and the Funko Pops do not go anywhere. Nope. Although <laughs> you'll be really proud of me for not wanting, not, not, not wanting, of course wanting, but not buying the 4,000 other Funko Pops that I have seen.
0: Oh, I'm proud of you. So, uh, some of the things that were happening, because of the influx of people that were there that early in the morning, and uh, since the majority of food there right now is by mobile order, a lot of people that were basically waiting for their breakfast three to four hours after the fact of ordering it, and at that point in time that they thought maybe they were ready to give up or they were going to get their food, uh, Disney for some reason decided they should just cut the whole thing off, so they reset the app. And that then allowed everybody and their brother, who was there in the park, that was originally trying to order food, on top of everybody else who wanted to order food at that time, order food, which then c- crashed the app again. So, which is
1: interesting because I don't know what time that was, but at f- I want to say like 4:35, 4:30 slash 5 o'clock, not 4:35. That that would be a very specific time. We ordered food from. Where do we go first? We definitely went somewhere first. And then went to Fryer's Nook. No, maybe it was just Fryer's Nook. We went to Fryer's Nook, and it was like, bing, bang, boom, food. But at like 8 o'clock, when the people I was sitting next to to wait for the fireworks were trying to get their food at Casey's, they waited like two hours. And by like two hours, they probably left at like 6.30 and then came back at 8.30, but that is the time that I am remembering. But yeah, it was a cluster fuck.
0: Yeah, they got to a also, point to where they were taking orders by pen and paper. They had the corn
1: dog nuggets and then the next day I went to the store and
0: bought corn dogs. Bought corn dogs. Yeah, thank you. You know, it's 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 so interesting cuz I I think back to like Disney shut down for COVID. There's still got to be things going on behind the scenes. There were movies that were being made. Luca, for instance, was made during COVID. So I would think that these strategists and these people that are going to be putting on these events are going to have some kind of conversation about an overload onto their systems. They may have maybe had Wi-Fi issues. Maybe it wasn't just the app itself that was fucked up. Maybe they're having internal Wi-Fi issues within the park.
1: We also had issues with Black Widow when that was released. Do you think that would have been kind of like an omen, uh, some sort of premonition, something that would get disney execs to you know
0: they finally resolved their issues with with scarlett johansson they came to terms and she says she she's co-
1: excited to work on other films with them which
0: means we make and it she's in haunted mansion tower of terror
1: tower of terror sorry that's the one
0: that's the one she wants to produce and be in yes That'd but be pretty, pretty cool so yeah so anyways so maybe now that she's resolved their issues the curse of the black <laughs> widow has gone away it's not the black she's pearl. resolved
1: their issues
0: yeah, it's not the black curse of the black pearl it's the curse of the black widow
1: now we just need fucking paycheck to get his ass out.
0: Yeah, which I'm gonna tell you a story about that on part two of this episode.
1: Oh, also, somebody said something about something. Oh, Bob Iger said something about like don't let the influencers or something like that. Don't listen to them. There was something that was in. You should never today. listen to influencers. No. Except for us. I mean, are we, we're not really influencers. We're no.
0: just shit talkers. Eh. We're Disney fans. We're nerds. I,
1: I feel mean, like we don't just go to the park to get people to like us.
0: Right. We go to the parks because it's our local playground.
1: Like, if I didn't have this podcast and no one listened to me and no one cared about anything I posted on social media, I would still be going to Disney because. No offense, ladies and gentlemen, but it is about me.
0: And still having uh, these conversations, though. I've been having this conversation with people all week. It's been fun. And now we're having it with you. So thanks for tuning in. So we're just rambling about this shit. So we don't want to like, beat a dead horse here, but there were some, definitely some things that I feel like Disney was completely caught off guard and with their fucking hands in their pants uh, doing the boogie dance.
1: Well, so my thought process here is with Mr. Paycheck in charge... There's apparently a lot of shit being talked about Josh Damaro as well, which, understandably. But let's also think about how Josh DeMauro's, like, direct manager is Bob fucking Paycheck. You want your job, you make the, the company money. I like, still haven't so heard any
0: retraction from when Disney had their preview. Oh, and they called him the COO. <laughs> yeah. They got Bob, Bob Paycheck as the COO of Disney.
1: Yeah. So... I don't think they particularly cared about anything other than how much money they could make, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: especially to recoup what they've lost during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I think that they cared less about anybody's experience. And the bottom line was, how much money can we make off this crap? Which is interesting Because, and here's my also other thought process. Let's rewind now. I'm wondering if Mr. Paycheck, and this is totally hypothetical, but it would really make sense. Has an eBay account where he or somebody from Disney is acting as a reseller. And making the company back double what these things are worth.
0: Probably not because they couldn't get any of it because other assholes bought it.
1: No, I get it, (laughs) but uh, like they work for fucking Disney, so obviously, like they. What if they had like a box of the fiftieth, like shit that they were like, okay, well, that's a waste. This morning they
0: could sell one ticket and pay for what you would get for selling a park map.
1: I get it, but let's talk about this here because how much does it cost to print one of those park maps? Mm, Maybe like fifty cents a piece.
0: No, they probably pay five cents maybe, maybe. H-
1: hypothetically we'll go 50 cents a piece okay
0: <laughs> there a-
1: there was some glitter there was some sparkle there was some gold
0: that's a lot th- they cost some poly nickel
1: i get it let's just highball at a 50 cents a map let's just say okay mm. and they can have as many as they want made obviously it's limited but who's to say they don't have a box sitting in their office that they're putting up on ebay as like this ghost company to make an extra 150 bucks because, like we've talked about, the parks were not a capacity. So they weren't making that much on tickets. They couldn't sell as many tickets as they would have liked mm-hmm. or could have for these events. So why the fuck not make it back reselling stuff on the interwebs?
0: Because they ain't got time for that shit. It's not worth them paying Yeah, but you could pay,
1: pay a fucking minion have an intern do it for jack Didley squad for the oh, exposure I get it.
0: hey i'm not gonna say yes or no i don't know it's a possibility but i, I wouldn't i, I wouldn't be surprised it. i get it we have different opinions that's the difference i think between the being a cast member and being a uh annual pass holder
1: that you somehow have faith in the greedy ass executives of the park
0: a little bit hey i still i'm covered in pixie dust
1: Pay someone a hundred bucks to throw them up on eBay. Takes them ten minutes to do it. Make thousands, hundreds of thousands.
0: Their Wi-Fi wasn't working good enough for them to do it. That
1: <laughs> I'm sure they have better Wi-Fi than they give us.
0: Uh No, yeah, you'd be surprised. So, anyways, let's move forward from that. Any other uh, negative comments? Hey, at least uh, compared to the first opening day, when like the asphalt wasn't quite. You know, it was still a little soft. Some of the rides weren't properly working. Did you just say soft? Yeah, soft. You know, like in Disneyland, like, you know, have ladies' high heels getting they were sinking into the, the asphalt. You know, opening day for Magic Kingdom, nobody showed up. They saw this giant line of cars coming in. They got all excited from the helicopter looking at all these cars coming in. Oh, my God, look at all these people coming in. And then they realized it was all the cast members coming to work. In <laughs> 71? Yep, and on day two, though, Day two was the official clusterfuck of I four, where there was traffic that was backed up for like fifty miles or some shit. Did
1: we have an I four in nineteen seventy one? There was. I don't.
0: Oh yeah, I four's been there forever. I promise. And the uh, Highway Patrol had to come in, like all. Co- it was it was crazy. That was day two, because everybody everybody thought that day one was going to be like day fifty, if that we just had, and it was not. So it's kind of interesting how it all works. I, I think. If there is a conclusion to something of bad things happening, just like the energy, I guess, of it. There was so much excitement and so much fun and so much magic and so much joy and so much tension and anxiety and panic and everything else all going on. That it was like the perfect storm for a fight to break out when it's all said and done. But I think Disney kind of brought this upon themselves with how they've handled the sales of limited edition things, quote-unquote limited edition things. Even though they have been saying this is an 18-month celebration and new things are going to be released, blah, 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 blah. I still think that they kind of brought this upon themselves.
1: Also, Megan of the Petrus family, who will be joining us on an upcoming episode, her and Katie, made a very valid point that Disney does not like doing limited edition items because if they didn't limit the amount that were made... They would make so much more money.
0: Oh, I understand. We're the same way. I get it. That's why I don't do limited edition stuff, personally. I'll do like a limited series, maybe, and evolve it. Or like a first run. Yeah, or a first run. Exactly.
1: All right. Here's some information about the i4. It was completed seven years after it started. When did it start? First of 6 projects building Orlando's expressway. Give us a date. Began in 1958. 4 go. years later, the final segment began. The project took 7 years to complete, which cost $42.2 million and was 132.3 miles, yep. or maybe still is.
0: And that was why Walt decided he, he when they flew over, he saw the water and he knew I-4 was right there and the Florida Turnpike that was getting built to go down to not the Florida Turnpike, but, you know, the Florida Turnpike, basically, was a main road. There's Alligator Alley and the Tamiami Trail that goes down to Miami, too. But he knew that that was a thoroughfare going from... A what? A thoroughfare, not the word, from the mid the Midwest. Like, you can take a 10 from Ohio straight to Orlando in a day.
1: Like, 95 goes from the north to the south? Right. So, in so when
0: COVID started, when they reopened, re- I should say, after COVID... Their marketing only went out to the bordering states that run around ten, because those people can easily hop in their car and do a three-day weekend and come straight down to. Denver. Well,
1: also the marketing was only initially for Florida residents because no one else was allowed.
0: I know, but once they started to expand, that was the deal. But I still think like you know the way Disney has handled things over the years with with their you know whatever. But also, social media has hyped this shit up. People in general have hyped this shit up. The hype is real. And people just fucking fall for it. And then other people fall for it by buying that shit. And then other people fall for it by buying their shit that they're flipping. You know, it's a crazy resale market out there. And next thing you know, you're trying to go to Lowe's to buy an inflatable hitchhiker that goes for your fucking house. But some fucking eBay asshole went and bought the last 10 that they had. And now they're on fucking eBay for twice as much as they were at fucking Lowe's. Hashtag not sponsored. So it's not even just at Disney. This is a running thing within the Disney community that is, I don't think, ever going to end. If anything, it's going to start getting worse. Unless Disney has been doing what they've been doing, like making fun new ears. They're ripping off the fucking small shops. They're making pins and buttons that the small shops are making all these t-shirt designs that all these t-shirt makers out there are doing. Disney's not doing that and they're not doing limited runs. They're just doing this series. They may do it for spring or fall or winter and then it goes away. Then the next line of shit comes in. So it's going to be interesting to see how the, how this all runs down with the Disney stores closing. Merchandise is going to be at target now. Hashtag not sponsored. And yeah, that's another Bob paycheck idea. Still so
1: around. now do all the Target employees get are access ca- to Disney numbers? Park and cast discounts?
0: No. No. And supposedly maybe even those Disney employees aren't even getting discounts anymore because they took discounts away from a lot of people. So who knows?
1: Well, the Disney stores are gone, but they did used to get I
0: think there's discounts. still a couple out there that, that are still existing. I think there was like I think six. as of
1: September 15th, they were all closing, including the one in the Florida Mall, which closed earlier than September 15th because they ran out of merchandise. Mm.
0: But there is the Disney outlet store that closed also. Yes. There were
1: three of the Disney outlets that are yeah. all closed. Yeah. Which is dumb. I want my homestead bowls. Yep. They are available in the fucking UK, but not here. So if someone wants to buy them for me and ship
0: well, them. She's referring to the, the Disney houseware set series that came yes. out last year with little Mickey Prince and the stuff. The
1: homestead pattern. If anyone <clears> would like <throat> to buy me two and then ship them from the UK. I will gladly pay you shipping for those two bowls because my husband broke two of mine and now I do not have a complete set.
0: Well, she'll pay you for them too.
1: Yeah. No, I'll pay you for them as well as, well as the <laughs> shipping. I didn't mean like buy me plates and I'll <laughs> ship pay to ship them to me. Like,
0: Why don't you sponsor our podcast and send us some fucking bowls, you asshole? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I took it.
1: I... <laughs> i didn't mean it like that i meant I that i would also cover shipping because i know shipping <laughs> would be very expensive from the uk yeah it is <sighs> i just want two fucking bowls, man
0: It's <laughs> you know this from giving away some of the free goodies that you had to send to ireland and it cost like a thousand dollars to ship it to them uh, or something like that so hold
1: on i gotta find her she listens to this podcast too oh. germany maybe i think it was but yeah I did not limit it to the United States, which I'm very happy that I did not, because we made a very, very happy listener who hadn't been able to get to the parks in a really long time. So, I am so beyond happy that she got all of the gifts from our One Little Spice one year anniversary. But yeah, it was, it was, it was pricey to ship overseas for sure.
0: Yeah, it, I've done it before. Granted,
1: it was a larger box and more items than just two balls, but two balls are pretty fucking heavy. So,
0: yeah,
1: I will cover shipping. Whatever it costs, I need to complete my set.
0: So I think we should backtrack a little bit.
1: Or if someone in the U.S. has purchased them and will not use them. Thank you.
0: Yeah, there you go. So I want to backtrack a little bit uh, to before the 50th, when Disney decided they were going to reveal their new nighttime spectaculars uh, to the world via YouTube. And I had to question this as as a ploy of them trying to advertise and market these shows via the internet. To draw more people in because it's advertising, or
1: you could just confuse the hell out of me because you said before the fiftieth, and I was thinking like months before, but this is like the yeah. day before the fiftieth. Okay. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on track. I got yeah. you. And so okay. those
0: aren't that aren't familiar. Disney uh, aired uh, the Enchantment nighttime new nighttime show on the
1: thirtieth and Harmonious on the 29th. The yeah. one on the 29th you were able to actually view in the parks, but Magic Kingdom closed early, and they did a st- Media lovely media only event where bob paycheck had such wonderful things to say
0: mm-hmm. he did it was no, fun he, seeing, didn't. It was fun he s-
1: fucking said nothing it was
0: fun seeing the bobs on stage together was I, was w- I was waiting for michael Eisner to jump up there and I, I know i i think he actually was going to be up there and uh we just didn't watch the entire thing because we didn't want to spoil the show for ourselves because we were going to see it that no Friday.
1: everybody talked it was him and niger
0: oh so but anyway so so they, so they revealed, well, Harmonious was first, you said?
1: Harmonious was on the 29th.
0: Right. And then Enchantment was the 30th. Correct. Okay, so Harmonious, everybody says terrible things about it. Not everybody, but there was there were some pretty bad reviews and talking about it. Then everybody's like, what is that? And they turn around and they see Spaceship Earth turning into this new magical beacon of light. Which we're going to talk about more so in the next, episode, the next half of the show.
1: It um, was the lucky Becca Todd. Just wanted to give
0: her an official Oh, yeah. Show. Hell, yeah.
1: You're awesome. We love you.
0: What up? So, immediately we start seeing my Twitter's blowing up, and I'm seeing everybody freaking out about how terrible they felt. Even those that were there in person, and also those that viewed it on YouTube, were just not very excited about this new show. Uh, we had talked about in the past about Illuminations, and how myself personally, I grew up with that show, and how much it meant to me. And for something to be, to be replace that, it has to be a little nostalgic, a little bit new, And just a story that ties the meaning of Epcot together. Illuminations was that type of show. It really tied in the story of what the meaning of Epcot was all about. And everybody kind of gathering around the fire, and as it's been done for centuries, as Jim Cummings talks about in the opening monologue there. And basically, from what I hear, is that this is a happily ever after 2.0 at Epcot with water screens.
1: Basically, it is the only show that has come out for the 50th that actually sort of symbolizes the park that it is in encompasses the spirit of epcot
0: now we can't give a personal opinion yet because we we haven't seen seen but that is i'm just saying that's what i hear of
1: of the shows it's the better of the two
0: yes and and, but what i'm hearing is that the only reason it's better of the two is because it's visually a beautiful show
1: well and it has some sort of storyline to it and it's a bit more cohesive and right Inclusive of the park.
0: However, the negative things I've heard, though, which is something that we were concerned about, is that like when we go see Illuminations, for instance, or even when we saw Epcot Forever, I love going to over to the Italy Pavilion and going down by the gondolas. It's, it's a really nice low view spot down there in the pavilion. You can get close to the water and see the show. And It's
1: interesting because that's where I was going to suggest that we watched Harmonious if we saw it.
0: Right. So from what I hear, the only really way to to view this show is from directly in front of it. Just... In front of the, uh, what are those buildings called? What are those buildings? The there? World
1: Showplace Plaza. The Port of Entry.
0: Port of Entry. The
1: Port of Entry and the other shop. Yes. World. Yeah, something. World something.
0: So that seems to be the best location yes, to see. In
1: the World Showplace Plaza. There you go. That's <laughs> literally what I've been trying to tell him. like Those two shops, that whole little area is called the World Showcase Plaza. Oh, I
0: thought you were saying the whole thing around the whole No, circus. that
1: literal spot right there.
0: Okay. So, yes, the World Showcase Plaza. She's correct. That's the best place to see it.
1: I don't even know if that's what it's called. I'm, like, arguing about that. It probably is.
0: And there were some obvious things that were missing from the show. And on a side note, from what I'm understanding with... A lot of companies and businesses out there, including myself personally, being affected by this. The company I work for at Disney is being yes, affected by this. Yes, it is in fact the world showcase plaza. Okay, fantastic. Is that uh, getting things in to manufacture right now is very difficult because of COVID, and Disney supposedly, from what I understand, is having a problem getting in the material for their fireworks, and so their shows right now are kind of a half show because. They're not being able to uh, get the full load of fireworks in to then have this magical celebration that they actually want to have. I don't think it's going to make a difference from what we've seen so far. Uh, But we would like to know your opinion if you have seen these shows, what you think about it. But once we do see Harmonious, uh, we will definitely do a full review and let you know what we thought about it personally.
1: There was a plan, but someone's back was hurting him.
0: Yep. That was bad. But uh, So then we have... Uh, the clusterfuck of the opening of Kite Tales. Woohoo. And And, uh, from what I understand, this was going to be a show really for kids, more so than anything else. So they've dedicated a, a series of seats over in the Asia portion of the amphitheater that they are crashing the kites into. And I don't know, because I haven't seen this in person, if they're uh, doing that, if the kites get out of control, or if this is actually a thing that they're doing to uh, bring the kites down, because they can't there's no area for them to quote unquote secretly bring these kites in. They basically have to fly the kites in and fly them out. So instead what they're doing is they're crashing the kites and then they're just dumping them on the side of the banks of the river there. Uh, there was a couple days, I think it was the day day after or the third day after the opening of kite tails. Uh, they had some kites that were crashing into trees. Uh, one of the jet skis, cause there's two people on each jet ski. There's a guy or gal flying the kite and the other person's driving and one of the jet skis uh, flipped over and they had to have a rescue and stuff to come get the the guys uh, or gals that were f- they were performing and save them uh, even though i'm sure they probably had life jackets on and you know all that kind of stuff but just protocol is what it is so there were a lot of things that ha- that seemed like what they were really were doing was that this preview or the uh opening of the show was more like a dress rehearsal And hopefully over a period of time, they'll kind of figure out some logistics on how to make this thing work properly, how to bring the kites in maybe, how to put them away so that it's not like, hey, we're just going to crash the kites over here. There goes Timon into the rocks, you know, kind of thing. And uh, it's interesting seeing some of the pictures. Some of them looked uh, pretty funny. There was a prickly pear one. I guess that's a big uh, stack of cactus food or something that Baloo's carrying. And I saw someone on Twitter post about this giant prickly dick flying through the sky at Disney. <laughs> that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> and yeah, I'm five, so it is what it is. And I'm trying to think of anything else negative that really went down. I know I haven't heard anything about Disney Springs except for the cast members there that couldn't get any of the freebies stuff from the parks.
1: My issue is they have known that the 50th was going to be a big deal for, like, I don't know, the last five years. 50, and especially 50 years? Especially during the pandemic like Mm. let's talk about it like we knew this was gonna be a big fucking deal yeah no protocol whatsoever on how things were handled. Lines in the shops were split so only backpacks could be bought in this line and only tumblers and pins or whatever could be ordered in the other line but they didn't set them up and they just said, hey, look, we're splitting you into two lines they didn't tell you what each line was for and then when the people got to the front of the line and all they could get was a fucking tumbler they were fucking pissed because they wanted the backpack but nobody told them that shit. Nonsense.
0: Yeah, yeah, they should have done something where like they had it on the back wall and they had boxes of brand new ones in plastic bags and they could just pull it. you want a tumbler in a backpack here you go you so that's get, what you know. they
1: did but they split it into two lines so one line was for the backpacks one line was for the tumblers so you waited in one line and then you had to go wait in the other line but by the time you got to the front you realized it wasn't for your fucking shit mm-hmm. that you wanted then you had to go wait in the other line and then you weren't getting anything
0: yeah yeah it sucks yeah it's 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 definitely uh
1: they they knew this was coming is
0: ironic the right word maybe no I don't know either way if you uh experienced any of this madness uh we'd be very curious to know I feel like our store was uh really well managed and, and handled everything pretty well we had a couple of guests that were assholes to our cast members um we'd sold out of a ton of stuff within the first three hours but overall I you know I think you know, our store was we were prepared um it's just, it's just interesting. Disney's done everything from completely redo the infrastructure, put in a skyliner, you name it. Under the leadership of Bob Iger, Bob paycheck comes in during a pandemic, and Disney goes to shit. It's going to hell in a handbasket pretty quick. I'm gonna be real curious to see over the next eighteen months what happens. They're slowly revealing things like the new uh, Magic Bands. Something that I thought about today on how they're going to interact with the statues. I'm so excited. You ready for my theory? No. I think what they're going to happen. I think what they're going to happen. I think what they're going to. I, I, think, gonna, gonna, I think what, what I, th- I I think what they're going to have happen is that you're going to tap the motherfucker with your magic band, or you'll be in the vicinity of the character that has a fiftieth symbol on it. Do and, the Oscar
1: and Southern Lady drill
0: and and uh and uh through the. Through the the audio of the speaker on your on your wristwatch Magic Band, that I, th- I think that they're gonna t- actually have a voice of a character. So, you go by Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse is. I wonder if the oh actual boy. character lights up or something. I was looking at them. I don't see how they were That's like when we read Animal Animal Kingdom the other night. I was looking in the eyes of Dory saying, "Are you gonna light up at night if I type you with my new Magic Band?" I don't see how. They I'm sure it's probably just the bands. I think the bands themselves are going to do something.
1: But I... Okay, so the bands are supposed to light up. But as far as, like, sound... I'm sure there's probably a speaker around there somewhere that'll get set up Mm -hmm. that they can, like, have make the sound. Yeah. It'd be so awesome if, like, all of a sudden the statues just started fucking moving.
0: I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it just came alive, I would fucking blow load my drawers and shit my pants. I'd have it coming out both ends. I'd be... Shit on my dick and coming up my ass like that one guy it's I heard on <laughs> I'll like probably cut story that. out. For another day. <laughs> but uh yeah, so that's some fun things to come. But there's a lot of things that Dizzy's going to be releasing over the next eighteen months. We're all excited about it. I'm sure you're excited about it. We're gonna talk about all the fun stuff on the second half of this episode. So I don't know. I think that we've rambled on enough about this uh, negative stuff.
1: Well, I mean, so I still have some more negative stuff. Okay,
0: well then go on. Go on with your bad self. And, okay, so
1: I had to park hop into the park.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She gets so pissed. Julie has learned how to crochet and has made hats for our cats. And she has put one on Pua, who is a pineapple, and she made a pineapple hat for her, and she fucking hates it. She doesn't she hate it. She just
1: wants to play with it.
0: Decides to do this while we're trying to record. So what, do you, what, else, what else was negative? She walks away, picks up the hat. Now she's walking back to the thing. She's grabbing some paper towels. She's going to uh, blow her nose. Poe's like, what are you doing?
1: Alright, so here's the deal. My annual pass...
0: Annual passes, yes. I
1: couldn't renew my annual pass until... Eons! Okay. Now I appreciate, thank you Disney, for extending my annual pass for a couple more months. But that also meant that I couldn't renew my pass in October of last year like I wanted to (laughs) to get reservations for the park, which honestly turned out to be the best thing ever because nobody wants to go to Magic Kingdom at eight o'clock in the morning when the rest of the planet is there. It would have been nice to go to Big Top and get some day of merch, but
0: yeah so uh,
1: it's just it, okay so it's just it's just things we'll like, talk, and we'll talk really cool. about
0: what they actually were offering because yeah uh, I, I
1: honestly still to this day have no idea
0: yeah what I, it was. I, I do
1: i know there was like a postcard pin i have a whole list that sounded awesome but literally and it's probably best like that i didn't know what i missed out on but jason's gonna tell me and i'll know but okay so i had to park hop because mm-hmm. i got a hollywood studios reservation and
0: you're also a fucking now, rock star
1: so i was all like yeah, this is gonna be fucking awesome. I'm gonna go to Hollywood Studios and we're gonna get a Rise of the Resistance. Virtual queue. It's gonna be great. No worries. Fuck me in a Magic Kingdom first thing in the morning. And then they took away the virtual queue. So I get my ass up before work, get my ass to Hollywood Studios when they open. Bought a couple fun little things that they had there. Got the fiftieth pass holder magnet. Mm-hmm. I mean pin.
0: Pin yes. That
1: is gorgeous. Got some gift cards that we finally remembered to use, mm-hmm. but those are amazing. They're big and square and kind of obnoxiously sized, but perfect as a collector's item. Mm-hmm. And then I got to magic around one thirty, like twelve fifty ish. Okay. And there were some people that were kind of like clustered. It was interesting. Okay. So there were a couple of people that were like standing right at the entrance, like right at one of the gates where you like boop, boop, your magic band. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, are you guys waiting to park up? And they were like, shh, who's asking? And I was like, okay, weirdo creeper. And then they were like, they're telling all the people to go wait down there. And I was like, Okay. And so I ended up waiting around one of the little tree island things. that's right in the front. Made some friends. It was awesome. Then it got to be like maybe like 120. And they had us move so that we were behind one of the lines in the pavement. Okay. Whatever. Cool. And then they shifted us all down a little bit. And then all the people that were waiting to the right of us got shifted down past us and ended up being in front of us. So like what why how Mm, okay and then a whole bunch of other people lined up to the right of us okay so i guess whatever and it just seemed like i felt bad for the cast members like everybody was cheering for them and it was great but they had no fucking clue like there was no like they were like off the cup trying to figure out what to do with us and how to and they i can't remember their names but people were chanting them But there were a couple people and they were amazing and like hyping up the crowd and we all sang happy birthday and it was great. But like Disney did not give a fuck about how all of that was going to be handled. And I feel like you knew there was going to be park hopping at 2 p.m.
0: So here's what happened. They were not going to allow park hopping to happen. And from what I understand, they decided to change that at the last minute and allow it without announcing it, just like the hour extension on the evening.
1: Regardless of whether or not they announced it to the world, it's something that the cast members, at least day of, like because if they knew at 9 in the nine o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, whatever they fucking knew, those cast members that were going to have to deal with us, there should have been a plan set in place. I, I just th- felt bad for them. No,
0: I get it, but I think what they were expecting was for the park to be at capacity to a point where they couldn't allow people to park hop.
1: But see, that's the thing. They don't ever sell enough reservations because they make enough room for park hopping. I
0: I understand that. But what I'm saying is that that was what the initial plan was, was to just sell tickets to that park that day and not allow park hopping and just be exclusively for Magic Kingdom.
1: That day, they knew they were going to allow park hopping and still didn't have a plan to tell these poor cast members how to handle Uh, it. Regardless of how far in advance they knew they were going to allow park hopping.
0: And that's how everything went that day. A lot of the cast members had to figure things out as they went.
1: Yeah. Which sucks for the cast members. I would like to say that every single cast member that I came in contact with was fucking amazing and deserves like a bronze star, a gold medal, a raise. The energy was just a grand. Like they did such an excellent job considering.
0: But in the end, I still think that as crazy as shit was, as the fights broke out, things sold out, people were going fucking nuts and losing their minds, that. The majority of people that were there, and guests and cast members, everybody was in high spirits, everybody was in a great mood, and having a fucking great day. So that being said, as much as a clusterfuck of a day it was, as things were going awry, people were waiting in lines all day, no rides were being ridden by anybody because everybody was in line buying food and merchandise and popcorn buckets and you name it. Cast members and the guests were all in great spirits. Everybody was having a blast, enjoying the day, and having a magical experience. And on the second half, we are going to talk about our experiences uh, as a cast member and as a annual pass holder. If
1: you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a
0: token fee. Rest in peace, the haunting's free. So hurry back, we would like your company.